Welcome. Let's go. Can it be Thursday already? It's the Plank Show. Now, I'm not here to be one that, you know, brags about taking a Friday off in the middle of football season. That's not me, and that's not what I'm going to do. But Josh has been somewhat forgiving because of the circumstances, right, Josh? Not just, you know, basically saying, I'm out, see ya. Well, I guess there was a certain aspect of that. I apologize. But you're not as mad because this is a family-related event, right? You're not as mad as you would be if I was just like, hey, I need a me day on a Friday, so see you later. At least, at the very least, this is family-related tomorrow, right? Yes, yes. It's for the family, for uh, a good cause. I wouldn't care either way. I mean, you, you got to take days <laughs> off every now and again. But it does, it, it does, I guess, make it a little bit easier in the stomach, maybe. I don't know. So tomorrow morning, by the time this show hits the air... Let's see where I will be. I hold on. Let me. Uh, my flight leaves Oklahoma City at six a.m. Six a.m. Which again, I don't have a problem with early flights. I'm kind of an early morning guy. But six a.m. means I. I don't know. I. If anyone works at the Oklahoma City airport and wants to give your boy an idea about how quickly he needs to be there, I mean, I don't know. Is it crazy at six a.m.? Well, maybe I should rewind. Is it crazy at 5 a.m.? I mean, I don't I don't have much airport experience, experience that early in the morning. But, I mean, am I, am I going to be able to procrastinate and get there late? You know my personality, though. I'm a weirdo on that front, so I'll probably be leaving my house at, like, 4, waking up at 3.30 a.m. I mean, there's even though I am rolling solo, there's still a lot of dad mode to it, right? I would say if you're there... 45 minutes before boarding time, you're you're more than good. And that might even be generous. See, because I was thinking about showing up at 5.55 and really just having a day. And see, let's go, yeah, I baby. Would, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, I'm going to see my son this weekend. And he is currently at West Point. And I guess doing well. He doesn't, he doesn't seem to tell us much. But... Uh, I'm excited to see him. I'm I'm going to a football game on Saturday. I'm going to go. I, I believe it's Mikey Stadium is how it's pronounced. And I'm going to watch Army play Louisiana Monroe. This is a matchup that many people have been talking about all across the country. So I'm going to be there on a weekend when Kansas State and TCU play each other, Josh. I'll be covering Army La Monroe for you. Let's go. And... Yeah, I get a chance to to hang with my boy a bit. Met uh, one of the guys with the OU Club of Tulsa, whom I uh, met a couple weeks ago at the Beat Texas Bash, which I think they might stop inviting me, uh, to be honest with you. I'm about, let's see, what we had a good run, right? Six, six wins in a row. But after something like that, it might be, all right, let's cleanse the palate. Let's just start anew. But one of the guys with the OU Club of Tulsa uh, said, hey, I got a, I got a friend, longtime buddy of mine who had who is stationed or, or works at West Point, and he's a big Sooner fan. I'm, I'm sure he'd love to help you out. And you know, I, again, I'm not here to here to question anyone that has a friend that works at a place and will help you out with anything, right? I mean, I feel like we've all got. Hey, so and so's there. Why don't you give him a call? And you call him. It's like, yeah, it's great, man. Um, let me know when you get here. And you realize, okay, I'm a. I'm a burden on this dude. But, no, this guy uh, has been awesome. 
And so I'm grateful for how that relationship has worked out. They're helping me out quite a bit whenever it comes to – it's not your normal college trip, Josh. It's not like I show up and get to walk around campus and just hang. It's uh, it's it's a it's a little bit of a different world, right? Whenever you're going to West Point, so I'm um, I'm really grateful for for that connection and and yeah, I'm gonna be out tomorrow. So I'm I'm, I'm sorry, but in the same vein, it is a bye week, right? We, we I feel like that we can kind of exhale a little bit this weekend and i'll be honest toby kind of got me fired up for the schedule this weekend because you know outside of the very very greedy part of me josh who was looking at it from the ref royal rumble rumble perspective from someone who desperately needs four points this weekend to stay in this thing um it's a really good weekend of college football games right i mean yeah it's a bye week for oklahoma yeah we've kind of you know, had to exhale a little bit, kind of reset expectations. But there is still so much up for grabs in college football. I mean, Syracuse is undefeated. Two teams that nobody thought would be undefeated at this point in the season are undefeated, and nobody's talking about them. Syracuse and UCLA. In fact, Syracuse goes into Saturday's game against Clemson undefeated as a 13-and-a-half-point underdog. UCLA goes into Oregon as a six-point underdog. Both of those teams undefeated taking on, well, in the case of Clemson, they're undefeated and looked apart, but Oregon's a one-loss football team, and that one loss was embarrassing. Right? Ole Miss is an undefeated team and hits the road as an underdog, though that would be obviously much less surprising than the previous two, Syracuse or UCLA. Everyone has talked all week about bounce back for Alabama, bounce back for Alabama, but they take on a Mississippi State team that has been clinging to the rankings, right? And then, of course, in in prime, well, two, two big Big 12 games, Texas and Oklahoma State are both ranked. Oklahoma State trying to bounce back from its first loss of the season is a fairly decisive home dog to a Texas team, Josh, that while we saw the best of them on Saturday in, in Dallas for the Red River rivalry, probably should have lost to Iowa State. I mean, Hunter Deckers throws an interception uh, in the red zone, and then I still don't know what Xavier Hutchinson was doing on that pass. I still haven't quite figured it out. It's like, I don't know if his body – see, I thought it was a good pass, and I've fought with people all week about it. <laughs> but regardless, I mean, it was a catchable pass and just stumbles down, but it's not about Iowa State. It's about Texas. You know, how do they – is it something where they got their scare, and unlike Texas teams in the past, they pushed through it and got the win? Or is it a Texas team that was able to take advantage of just a really mistake-prone Iowa State team, and they're, they're heading into a tough spot on Saturday against Oklahoma State, right? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a massive game for Texas. Both of these teams, it's, it's not... I don't want to get too carried away. I wanted to call it like an elimination game for the Big 12 championship game, but it takes you definitely out of a position of being in the driver's seat to play in the in the Big 12 championship game, the loser of this game between Texas and Oklahoma State. Yeah, it's probably not an outright elimination game just yet, but it feels that way, doesn't it? I mean, it feels like the loser of this game probably is not going to the Big 12 championship game. So 
is there a scenario for both where they lose it and then they rally, went out, and get into the Big 12 championship game with a little bit of help here and there? Sure, that scenario obviously exists out there. But for better or worse, more than likely, whoever wins this, Texas or Oklahoma State, all of a sudden they're one of the teams that you feel pretty good about making it to the Big 12 championship game and the other team you kind of feel like probably going to be on the outside looking at. And then, of course, in primetime you've got arguably the – the matchup, the game, right? This is in the early season. Kansas State, after losing to Tulane, has been one of the more shocking stories in the Big 12 this season. I mean, go tell a Nebraska fan right now about Adrian Martinez not throwing an interception this season. They'll, they might lose their ever-loving mind whenever that comes to, whenever that comes to pass. It's like, whoa. Wait a minute. Adrian Martinez hasn't thrown a pick yet, but there's a lot of flaws in Kansas State. You know, can they can they survive a shootout with their lack of a passing game? You know, some might say, well, wouldn't you consider the OU game a shootout? Not necessarily. They jumped out to a 14-point lead and, you know, never were really pressured in that game, never were really put in a position where they had to throw the football. TCU, on the other hand, is – I don't know, Josh, on the on the fringe of, of being in the playoff conversation right now, right? If you take care of business and beat Kansas State this weekend, boy, that's suddenly gonna become it's gonna become really loud about TCU's chances to kind of crash the party. And how big could that be for the Big Twelve going forward? So yes, it's a bye week for Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm getting out of here tomorrow. But my goodness, there are some great games across all of college football, man. I am for – I wish it was a day well, – I guess it could be – day where you can just sit down and not do anything. I just watch all these great games all day long because I feel like we're starting to get – we're starting to get in, uh, to the point that, you know, we're two weeks away from whenever the – we're two weeks away from when the college football playoff rankings will be released for the first time. I mean – we're getting there, Josh. You know, this is past the halfway point of the season, which still seems wild to me. And, you know, we are, you know, Oklahoma is still very confusing, so that's a completely other conversation, right? But we pretty much know who each of these teams are. And I feel like in the case of maybe three undefeateds this weekend, we need to see just a little bit more. Hey, if UCLA goes to Oregon and win, I mean, they're <laughs> – they're right there. Wait, did I say that right? Did UCLA, excuse me, goes to Oregon and wins. They're right there. If Syracuse goes on the road and beats Clemson, then suddenly we have to reevaluate everything coming out of the ACC, right? So at TCU beating Kansas State this weekend, and dude, we're starting to we're starting to see that pendulum swing towards. All right, here we go towards the home stretch of the season. We used to say we had a good idea of the three teams that are going to be in. Now Tennessee has kind of upset that for now. Josh, that that fourth team and anyone maybe potentially upsetting Georgia or Ohio State, I think it starts to come into a little bit more of a clear picture over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we get a, we get a look at whether or not Syracuse is a legitimate serious factor. And really, you know, UCLA, if you want to get into the comparative scoring game, then we're going to get a look at them, too, just because of what, obviously, Georgia did to Oregon to open the season. So if UCLA 
can go on the road and I think just win, just walk out of Eugene a winner. All of a sudden you talk about UCLA as a serious, serious college football playoff threat out of the Pac-12. And then if they go up there and they win convincingly, Plank, well, then even more so. Look out. pronounced that way. Real quick, I didn't want the first segment. So there's some college football. We got a lot on it this weekend. We're we're tearing the Big 12 late in the program. I'll I'll retweet the tweet from our Big 12 show yesterday. Two tiers were empty in our tiering of the Big 12. Made us even debate whether or not, Josh, we could kind of reset our tiering process. Um, and Oklahoma jumped up a couple spots, and understandably so. There's still a lot of teams in that top tier. I don't think you'll agree, Josh. I think you'll be ready to dump a few teams. So we'll get to that coming up later on in the show. OU basketball men's and women's media day with a Big 12 was yesterday. I've got some Porter Moser, Jenny Bronchek, Tanner Groves that we're going to get to. Brett Yormark continues to – I. Side note on this, and I don't want to get too in-depth in it, I think people took something he said out of context. I don't think they're two weeks away from their TV decision. I don't. I think they're two weeks away from deciding, okay, are we going to wait? Are we going to go ahead and continue to push towards this ESP and Fox deal? And there wasn't – again there. This number that's being thrown out there, I don't know if it's correct. The $400 million, that's what they want. They're not there yet from ESPN and Fox. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that coming up a little bit later on in the show. I think the future is going to be okay for them, uh, and the number might be a little bit higher. But when you talk about chopping up the pie 12 ways and then not factoring in kind of the inflation part of this, I, I don't know if it's, if it's nearly as good as it should be. But we'll get into that. And also, Brett Yormark keeps talking about other streams of revenue. So is it just a matter of time before we get sponsor patches on college football gear? Because that's the only – you think about other streams of revenue, I mean, unless you're going to really embrace the gambling game, then, what, uniform patches are kind of about it right now. So we'll, we'll get to that coming up a little bit later on. But it was like the full opening night for the NBA. And I'm not going to lie, I, I found myself – immersed in it i loved it i thought the i thought the suns mavericks game was fantastic um obviously we're all in on the thunder and minnesota i I thought early on for those of you that are team tank it was going about as it should then i don't know what was it about midway through the second quarter not third quarter thunder went out and played incredible and then in the fourth quarter we were reminded that they're just not quite there yet but i SGA for a guy that hadn't played for a couple of months looked or a couple of weeks, I guess, looked really good. Josh Giddy's gonna be really fun to watch throughout his career in a Thunder uniform. Uh Bokashevsky probably needs to maybe pull back a little bit whenever it comes to crunch time. Yeah, you know you got teammates. But I thought it was a fun game. I, I said this in in most people around here don't want to hear this. I think they're gonna be a fun team. This year, I know you vehemently disagree with me, Josh, but I think they're going to be a fun team. And I talked to a few people, and of course, my mindset has always been: why get fired up about a team that, if things start looking good, it's suddenly going to be, oh no, Josh Giddy has plantar fasciitis, or, or oh no, Shay Gilgis Alexander is suffering from a wrist sprain; he's going to be out. I mean, it's lower back injury. I, I, I get it. 
But I, I feel like they're going to be frisky. I feel like they're not going to shut everyone down like they did last year. And I'm not basing that off one game either, Josh. But it was pretty fun to see him be competitive last night. And ultimately, that's what you'd love to see, right? You'd love to see sure. Shea and Lou Dort and just the, the collection of talent win a couple here and there, primarily lose, but uh, be entertaining in doing so, which we, we got a little bit of that. Got a little bit of that. So there you go. Lot to get to on the program, 405-329-9000 if you want to jump in on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. When we come back, let's, um, let's dive all in into the college football weekend ahead. It's a Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Oh, okay, a couple of things here. Off the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 6 a.m. flights are packed. Airport is insane. That's from the 405. That's not been my – I mean, the airport itself hasn't been packed. At Will Rogers has been my experience. But I don't want to lead you astray and tell you, hey, it's cool to show up at, you know, 525 and – you'll get right through, and all of a sudden, now you don't make your boarding, and then you, you don't make the flight. Right. So. right. Um, at that time in the morning, if you this is from the 940, and this is the complete opposite. At that time of the morning, if you get to the airport 45 minutes before boarding, you'll be just fine. See, that's been my experience. But, again, you know, you, you're kind of like that one bad experience <laughs> would make you rethink things. Uh, just hit the shuttle at 545 and you'll be good for a 6 a.m. flight. Works most of the time every time. <laughs> that's bad advice. That, that's a one bad piece of advice for you. Yeah, I don't think I'll go with that. Um, two more here real quick. That, I'm flying out at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning to go see my son at West Point. So it's been kind of a challenge. I'm also going alone. I don't even know the last time I traveled by myself, Josh. I don't know what to do with my – usually it's with a family or kids or a team, most of the time in an airport with a team. So it is a little bit different for me. Uh, my wife and I had a flight at 5.30 on Thursday and got there at 4, and it was getting busy already. It took us about an hour to get through security and whatnot. He says, turn off your blinker. I'm not driving. I got my clicker for the show. Is that bothersome? Sorry, I think, my I mouse. think your headset is rustling a little bit. Is what they're hearing. Is it? Is that? It's not the clicker. No, no. Is the headset rustling? I don't. I try not to move too much when I'm on remote. How, is that better or not? Is it the headset? Period. Or is it just like every time I move, is it doing something? Are you moving right now? No. <laughs> Well, there's no rustling, so there you what go. If, what now, if I move back. Like this? Yeah, I got it. Is it really? Oh, wow, that's scary. Okay, maybe I'll change headsets. Um, and then one more from the 405. That's an important trip. Better not risk missing the flight. I'd be walking into the airport at no later than 4.45 a.m. You can catch some Zs on the flight. Have a great trip, Baseball Ross. Baseball Ross, I don't think you understand me and flying, okay? There is no way I'm sleeping on a plane. There is no way that I'm, I, I'm going to be able to relax while I'm flying uh, or while I'm sitting in a, in a 
fueled jet that is breaking every single law of gravity in that pressurized cabin. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to be able to sleep because just like every little noise that you hear on the radio, every little thing that I hear on a plane suddenly freaks me out. So, yeah, not going to go well. Not going to go well. Sorry. Um, but I appreciate the advice. This brings up a good point. Are you checking a bag? Because I've what I'm referring to, I, I've always been a carry-on flight kind of person. Are you checking luggage? I don't know. I haven't I haven't gone that far in the decision making process. I, I've I've debated it. Like I have to take radio equipment with me. So usually I'll just put that in my backpack and maybe throw some clothes in there. I mean, listen, it's not like I'm having to, to get too dressed up or anything. But then again, in that same vein, I was like, well, if I put my equipment in a Pelican case and I can check it on, it would be safe. Probably not checking on, I guess, is the proper answer here, right? Probably not. Well, that I guess should, I can go ahead and check in on my flight, too. That, that should save you a little bit of time. Just take some melatonin gummies before you get on the plane. Homie, those aren't the kind of gummies that I need to call me down on a plane. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. (laughs) Melatonin gummies are not going to help your boy before he gets on a plane. All right, so this weekend in college football, we laid out the slate. Now, we're going to tier the Big 12 to start the 10 o'clock hour. But Josh is – here's the question I have about Kansas State TCU. Kansas State, listen, we're we're not – oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Here's an update. Here's an update. As a former pilot, your concerns with flying are unfounded. For most people, it's a control issue and that you have no control. Sir, while I appreciate that, the also uh, fact that I'm basically sitting in a chair uh, thousands of miles above, not miles, but thousands of feet above the ground, right? And I, I, I understand this. I've watched every feature and special about it. I, I know everything about the safety of flying, but, I mean, I, I say this all the time. I just imagine, you know, who's the guy on Dateline? It was a normal flight, like any flight. And 16 seconds in, something changed. Yeah, unfortunately. I do count to 16 seconds. Unfortunately for Plank, it's just, I don't know that there's anything, any pep talk we can give him yeah. that would have him feel secure and safe and comfortable no, flying even though he work. knows he knows that he's I know secure, safe fine. and comfortable it's just one of those things it just freaks him out you know it's funny the uh someone had brought this up too before we get to college football have you ever tried flying yourself pilot training no i haven't nor will i now i know i trust a lot of people my um the great tyler woodward is a flyer my buddy mark hyde his son will is, is someone who's learned how to fly. My niece, who's getting married this weekend, her husband flies. They're like, hey, we'll take you up. I'm like, no, no, it's not control. It's we're in the air. We're in the air in a chair, okay? <laughs> I don't care. Uh, you know, you're more apt to get hurt walking across the street. Great, I'll walk across the street. So that gets back to the control thing too, because walking across the street, you're in complete control, right? So maybe he's on to something there. 
<laughs> one more thing here. Are you one of those people that they tell that there is a one in a million chance of a of a plane problem and you just obsess on that one plane, on that one thing? Exactly. Exactly. It's like, bro, there's like a – you're more likely to get hit by um, – a lightning bolt than you are to get in a plane wreck. I'm like, well, I know someone who's been hit by lightning and that's been in a plane wreck. So come come with another one. <laughs> that ain't good enough. I'm terrible. Listen, I, you you could try anything. You it's not gonna work. All right, and I fly. And I'm fine flying. Right, I'm fine. But it is a white knuckle, total fear uh, fear factor for me. Always has been. Always will be. Maybe you need therapy. Listen. Fear of flying is one of the last things I need therapy for, okay? There's a laundry list of things that need to be fixed before we get to my fear of flying. But that would be good. That would be good. I appreciate all your help on the Air Comfort Solutions tax line. This is a good summer conversation, right? Things that you're afraid of, that no one else is afraid of. Flying, nuclear war. Um, <laughs> the, the problem with that is it, it's been ingrained in a, in a chair. It's been ingrained in me. Right, because I, I, we're gonna have our nuclear war drill. Everyone, go in the hall and cover your head. Tornadoes. <laughs> it's like all oh, these are things that scare me, Josh. Anyway, back to the point. All right, let's get back to the point. Let's get back on focus. Let's get back on focus. TCU, Kansas State. Now we've eliminated Kansas State from any national championship picture, fourteen playoff, because of their loss to Tulane. In the case of TCU, how seriously are you taking them as a playoff contender right now? Now, yesterday, we ran through a list of, what would you say, about nine, ten teams that we see having a chance to be a playoff team. Maybe we expanded that down to 11 or 12 because you were not someone that was counting out Oklahoma State yet, right? In terms of ability to get into the college football playoff, right. no, they're, they're not eliminated. Just straight-up ability. Just straight-up ability. Now, likelihood? Right? Okay, they're an, an for way further back on the pecking order. So where would you put TCU in a combination of that, from likelihood to possibility to, oh, gosh, what else could we throw in there? Um, chance. You know, I'm not going all-state playoff predictor, but they, you think about TCU, they have the most legitimate shot right now in the Big 12. And in that as well, do you see them as a legit, serious playoff contender? Or is it something like, for me, I say beat Kansas State this weekend, then let's start having that conversation. Well, I I think you nailed it. If they beat Kansas State, then all of a sudden you look up and the rest of the way, just because of what the schedule looks like, you have to take them seriously if they get through Kansas State this weekend. Because after that, it's to West Virginia versus Texas Tech, road trip to Texas, which is certainly winnable for TCU, road trip to Baylor, and then Iowa State. Every single one of those games, TCU could win the rest of the way. And honestly, they could probably lose at Texas, avenge it in the Big 12 championship, and have a legitimate chance to get into the college football playoff. So I'm, I think they're a legitimate factor now. But, boy, I'll really think that they're in the mix if they win this weekend versus Kansas State. If they – and in how they win it, too, right? I mean, if they 
if they struggle and turn the ball over and and have all kinds of problems and Kansas State does the same and they win an ugly game, going to hurt them a little bit. Still a win. But if they go out and look like they did against Oklahoma or even the second half against Oklahoma State, then suddenly we're having a completely different conversation. And then it then it kind of it kind of turns to Josh, hey, what are we what are we looking at with credit that needs to be given to Gary Patterson on this? Then suddenly it turns to look at all the guys that are making plays for this team. Right? They're they're dudes that have been carryovers. I think Brian Estridge said it best, you know, from their from their portal work. They didn't necessarily rebuild. They just kind of refilled a couple of areas, and it's worked out real well for them. So this is this is a story that, I'll be honest with you, has developed out of nowhere. Did anyone have TCU as a fringe, even Big 12 championship contender to start this season? No, not a soul. Just the, no one just had the bear on college game day. Oh, did the bear have him in there? Yeah, at the beginning of the year, somebody asked him, who do you like to win the Big 12? And he said, TCU. I don't think that he was – I think he literally was just doing the throw uh, a dart at the dartboard and hope (laughs) it hits. But he's looking right and looking pretty smart right now. I'd say that's pretty sharp. That's pretty sharp as we stand right now. But but I'll add, it was – it's definitely one of those unknowns. Baylor last year is another good example of that. Not a lot of people had Baylor as a team that they thought was going to end up. I mean, they weren't. They were just barely knocking on the door of the rankings at this point last year. So maybe a little bit too much time this morning on TCU, but I'm I'm kind of fascinated about where things fall for them going forward if they find a way to get a win this week, and that's the that's the key for them. Got to get a win, they, and if they do, look out. If they don't then every one sleeper team to play in the Big 12 championship game suddenly is in the driver's seat in Kansas State. You know, that's the wild part of this. You go back to the preseason, and I probably spent too much time trying to compare preseason predictions and thoughts as to where they play out. Um, maybe that's my part of lack of control, right? But, you know, there, there were a lot of people that had started falling for Kansas State, and, not because it's all oh, Adrian Martinez is incredible or uh, Udoku Uzoma. Um, they're a field, why can I never say his name? Why is he the one guy for Kansas State who I can never remember how to say his name? Felix uh, and Udike Uzoma. There you go. But with him, a lot of people are falling in love with their defense. Colin Klein's offense passed that first test, right, whenever they went to the bowl game and played well. And they lost to Tulane, and everyone forgot about him. But beat Oklahoma, you know, survive a couple tough tests. Maybe the most challenging part of their schedule is still in front of them. But, I mean, Kansas State suddenly with a win on Saturday went from being pushed around and embarrassed by Tulane. And Josh, don't look now, but the Wildcats could be in the driver's seat for the Big 12 championship game. Sure. Win at TCU this weekend. And all of a sudden, it looks that way, though. Man, they are right in the meat and potatoes of their schedule. TCU this week, and probably you could say this about a lot of people, but, I mean, this just sounds difficult. At TCU versus Oklahoma State versus Texas, trip to Baylor, trip to West Virginia. Mm, that's tough. That's tough. So, it's the biggest game in the Big 12 this weekend, but 
Could the most intriguing game being Stillwater? We'll get into a couple storylines there. But when we come back, let's take what I, is supposed to be our first true look at the Air Comfort Solutions text line, but my fear of flying took over. There was quite a storyline that developed last night for, uh, for OU softball. We'll get into the Battle Series and Major League Baseball. We got ourselves some championship series. Two good games. Padres came back from the dead yesterday afternoon to beat the Phillies and the Yankees and the Astros at a barn burner last night. All while the NBA season got launched and the NFL is back tonight. Holy smokes, Josh. What a what a laundry list of topics we have to get to. And are people still kind of freaking out about recruiting? Do we need to have a recruiting segment today? We can Maybe. have a recruiting segment, sure. Yeah, let's let's cheer the people out. It's already nine forty. What are we doing? All right, quick break. It's a plank show right here on the ref. <laughs> All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I'll spare you all of the advice. Um, This one was pretty good, though, from the 405. Stop worrying, Plank. All planes eventually get you back on the ground. It's just a matter of angle and velocity. Did not need to hear that, but thank you. Um, I'm going to get there early. I think that's what it is. I'm just going to be – I'm going to be smart about things, Josh Helmer. I'm going to be smart. I'll be out tomorrow. Who, are you hanging out with Connor tomorrow? Who's getting the, the call? Maybe tra- get Trav to come in early tomorrow? What's your plan? What have you decided? I was thinking probably it would be Connor, but you know what? I hmm. guess I hadn't, uh, hadn't game planned that thinking too out far loud. in the future. Make Teddy work. Trade out with Teddy. Say, Teddy, you do the mornings, I'll do the afternoons. By the way, speaking of that, I think someone had asked me to trade a show with Ted, and I completely forgot to reply to the email. I think I'm a terrible person. Has the date already come and passed? I don't. You know what? I think I was replying to the email or the the text message, and I think in the middle of replying to the text message, oh, I replied. Yeah, no, I can't. It's on this one. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right, my bad. I I, I went to the let me check. I just want to make sure it wasn't like for tomorrow. Yeah, I'll trade with Ted. Meanwhile, I'm in a complete other city and state. All right, let's see the Air Comfort Solutions text line quick before we don't get too carried away. Uh, from the 405, a one-loss Alabama gets in before undefeated TCU, proven by this week's poll. All right, now, I would pause there for just a second. You might be right. You might be right. But at the least, at the least, TC would have added a win over ranked Kansas State, and we'll see where Texas is by the time we get – to November 12th. This is a it's a very, I don't want to say meaningless conversation right now because at the core of it, I agree with what you say but you know, to just kind of say, oh yeah this is what's going to happen with six games still to go and maybe a seventh for both teams. You know, Alabama I mean, they should have lost three games this year. Right? At the very least, two. So they I, I get it Right, they've got Bryce Young, they've got Will Anderson, but Josh, this hasn't looked like your mama's Alabama team. This hasn't looked like Grandpa's Alabama team, and by that I mean the one of the last ten years. <laughs> they look flawed. No, they uh, they don't look like Grandma's Alabama team. They look like last year's Alabama team, <laughs> which oh by the way made it to the national championship game, lost one game. But I would say because we talked about this yesterday, last year's Alabama team. Seemed pretty dominant 
until later in the season, right? And then they, well, the, the A&M loss got them, but they bounced back from that and then struggled against Auburn. I remember going into the Big 12 or SEC championship game, and I think we had Cole Kublik on this show, and I said, you think Nick, you think the Tide and Nick Saban have a chance to pull this upset off in the SEC championship game? And he said, think about what you just asked me, just for a second. And he wasn't being a jerk. He goes, does Nick Saban have a chance? Absolutely he does. And they, they proved it. You know, they're not going to the playoffs without that win. Um, this year's team might just need a little swift kick in the backside, and that might have been what they needed on Saturday. John, Kansas State is the soul crusher in the Big 12 this year. I see them winning this weekend and sending TCU and others in a tailspin just like they did us. And then there's this. Man, I'm starting to wonder if you guys really watch football. Kansas State is not winning the Big 12. They don't have a shot. It's Texas, TCU, or OSU. That's it. Um, <laughs> that's welcome to being a sports fan. John's like, man, Kansas State soul crusher. The nine one eight is like, do you guys even watch football? They're terrible. You bozos, you morons, <laughs> idiots. I, I, I don't, I don't think Kansas State is like jaw droppingly impressive. No, and I don't think they're but... going to win the Big Twelve. By the way, but we have to take them seriously until they lose in conference. They haven't lost yet, and if they win this weekend at TCU, they're 4-0 with just really dates against Oklahoma State and Texas left, which, oh, by the way, are both in Manhattan. And they appear to be a team that is a much different squad at home, even though we saw them be great here in Norman. So keep coming. Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Now it is a Thursday which means we're hanging out with our guy Gary Cavins over at Cavins Construction. Cavinsgroup.com for environmental, uh, for commercial maintenance, for roofing. Gary and his crew have you covered. You can call 405-573-3048. I saw Chris was grinding away on the roofing side. I know Amanda's ready to take your calls. Mold remediation, 24-7, 365, emergency service. Any catastrophic emergencies that happen anytime, anywhere with your with your business or the home, Cavens has you covered. Keep them in your – does anyone have a Rolodex anymore? Keep them in your phone, 405-573-3048 or online at cavensgroup.com. Getting ready to tier the Big 12, but a um, couple of notes from last night. Softball next right here on The Ref. You know, it's so wild. NBA starts last night. Thunder play well. Fall to Minnesota. NFL back tonight. Kyler in Arizona. Kyler gets DeAndre Hopkins back against the Saints. College football. I think we actually have. Well, I don't want to speak out of my backside. It's. I didn't put it on my, on my list of things to to talk about today. But I think we actually have a couple of. Yeah, you've got, you've got Virginia and Georgia Tech tonight. You've got Troy and South Alabama. I sense the excitement there. How about the alma mater, baby, the University of Tulsa with a Friday night game? Take that high school football. Of course, they're on the road in Philadelphia against Temple. And then a full slate of games. I'm thinking about making Ohio State my lock this week, Josh, as the site editor of HawkeyesWire.com. Too risky of a move? No, I don't think so at all. In fact, uh, I might make that my lock, too. I just really, yeah. I just you're on don't, fire too. I need a win. I don't see. 
Anyway, that Iowa keeps this game somewhat close. I mean, in some ways, it's your prototypical trap game, right? You got both teams coming off a bye week. Everybody's telling Ohio State. You see the national talking heads. I mean, there's a lot of conversation about maybe Ohio State's the best team, right? Some people feel that way. So they're, they're hearing right. a lot of great things about themselves. Obviously, it's the total opposite for Iowa. You, you've got an offensive coordinator that might get fired at year's end, uh, certainly is embattled, and he's feeling the heat, and for good reason. There's not a lot of positive things going on in Iowa City, and yet with all of that, I don't know that it just somehow morphs itself into they pull the strings together and go play well at Ohio State. I think it just kind of is what it is. I think what people are saying out there about how good Ohio State is offensively combined with how bad Iowa is offensively, I don't see any way that game's close. Yeah, me neither. Though it was kind of wild to see that they had the same uh, – what's your quarterback's name? I always forget it. Spencer Petras. Easy name to forget, he unfortunately. His, yeah, sorry. But he has more passing attempts than C.J. Stroud does, which just seems wild. Yeah, and uh, like what? what, like half the yards? And uh, C.J. Stroud yards. has t- a 12-1 to advantage over him in terms of touchdowns thrown. Right, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Yeah, embarrassing. But regardless, I think it's what you're looking for. I need a win. I need a win, Josh. Hey, I wanted to say something real quick about last night. We did the battle series game, and it was a blast. And I love the way that it played out. Uh, but but Grace Lyons wasn't in uniform and wasn't there last night. Uh, everybody, just calm down. I've never seen a. Re- you know, when Jocelyn didn't go to Kansas, it was a pretty big freakout. But you know, Grace is is in a position to where she is going to be ready for the season, and I just I, I I love that the passion is there, that people are kind of freaking out about something that we wouldn't even know if these fall ball games weren't televised like they are, right? No one would really even kind of be hip to, oh, she's out for a little bit and she's working through through some things. But uh, I, I think Grace is going to give everyone an update when she wants to. So I it's it's just uh, she's awesome and gonna be okay and she's gonna be ready to go when the season starts. But uh, yeah, she wasn't there last night and it shows you the passion for this program that a fall ball game that is an interest squad scrimmage gets televised and everyone's losing their mind. It's a plank show.